Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. air. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Hey, welcome to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. As the intro said, uh, I'm Les Jackson. The other guy over here is Fred Staub. Uh, We, of course, are here each and every week. We're live on Saturdays. And if you've listened to us for several decades, you know we're going to have an awful lot to talk about the industry. That's true, Les. We've got a lot going on, and uh, some of those uh, stories that we have coming up are kind of a big uh, transition, a paradigm shift, as they say in the automotive industry. Yep. And uh, that's always a big one to report on, but we're going to start with VW. VW doubles down on its new corporate approach to sell fewer vehicles, but at a much higher price. So that means things like Golf, Jetta, might not be making the trip. Well, you're right. And of course, there's a danger to that because, you know, maybe people will buy other brands. But speaking of other brands, uh, meanwhile, over at GM and Toyota, they're teaming up to build quality, affordable EV cars and crossover CUVs. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, they're doing that because of just what we had said first, that Volkswagen is deciding to just kind of go with high-end vehicles. And, uh, yeah. you know, so I think this is a real market. And uh, we'll have some t- uh, thoughts on that in the future here. But um, Ford's Lightning sets the pace at the NASCAR race in Martinsville this week. We'll talk about that. That's first time for the Lightning to be doing something like that. And probably not yeah. the last, right? <laughs> Probably not the last. Uh, and Kia uh, prices out its all new 40 mile per gallon Sportage hybrid. Uh, the Sportage has just been a huge success for years. Uh, 40 miles to the gallon is awfully tempting. Yeah, that is, that is a good number for these days, especially uh, with the prices at the pump. And also, Sign of the Times, talking about prices at the pump list, credit card companies yeah. have had to make changes because of high fuel prices. We'll tell you what that is. Well, you know, it doesn't mean <laughs> the charges are lower. No. Uh, but, you know, we'll explain it. Yeah, we will certainly explain it. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with Cruise Control after this. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, – the change in Volkswagen moving away from the people's car into the VIP people. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. Along for the ride, as always, is Les Jackson. 
And we are glad you are here because there's a lot going on in the automotive industry. As many of you know, uh, things are getting a lot more expensive, uh, both from the manufacturers and from uh, dealers as well. And we've talked a lot about that on cruise control. But uh, this is an interesting story, Les. Volkswagen is apparently changing its strategy. They used to be, well, when they started out, they were the uh, the people car of the people, right? People's car. People's you car. Know, the most affordable, you know, car you out there. Yeah, uh, uh, for for decades. Yeah. Well, uh, seems like that may be no more. I mean. For a while there, I remember about about a year ago, couple a couple of years ago, they wanted mm-hmm. to surpass Toyota as the largest manufacturer of vehicles. Right. Um, and for a short time, I believe they did, and then Dieselgate hit, and that kind of took them down. Now their new strategy is, though, they want to be basically a high-end manufacturer. They want to sell less cars at higher prices and make more money. So they <laughs> expect to do this by 2035 and sell things like the ID Buzz and other products. I think I think on that ID Buzz, I think a lot of Volkswagen aficionados that have been waiting for that for a long time are going to be surprised. They're going to sell that thing for easily from the factory for $70,000, $80,000, I bet. Yeah. And with markups, it's going to be well over hundred thousand, wouldn't you say? Well, yeah, uh, but they'll still buy, sell it because there are just so many enthusiasts out there that want, you know, uh, a new version of the old uh, mini microbus. Um, and twenty thirty five is thirteen years away. Yeah, so they're going to sneak up on this uh, strategy, stacking up lots of profit. Um, But it's, it's, do you think, do you, and I'm not sure I do, but do you think uh, the other manufacturers are looking at this and saying, you know, why should we sell low margin cars um, just because of cafe standards or just because of anything? Why don't we just sell the high profit stuff and not bother with the others? I think some manufacturers will think that. Um, and I think buying a car will be almost analogous to buying a house in Japan where they never, they're so expensive, people never pay them off. It's just like a monthly fee. I think. Owning, yeah. owning a car for many will be a thing of the past. It will just be a monthly payment, but that could be a very high monthly payment, $1,000 or more. Um, yeah, and you just get used to it for the rest of your life. Yeah, and, uh, and then the price just keeps going up and up and up. Remember, I, I still insist that electric cars are less complex to build Therefore, there's a higher Correct. profit margin. But when you add in things like um, self-driving capability and that they have to invest big in that to transition over, these are transitional cars. Thing, thing of it is, I think some manufacturers will go like Volkswagen, but then let's move into our next story. And that was a big story this week with GM and Honda talking about developing cars together together. 
and developing affordable cars together, Les Jackson, uh, which means that the great thing about business, if someone leaves one segment, like if Volkswagen leaves the affordable, affordable segment, somebody else will come in to, to fill their shoes, right? Well, you're right. And, and that's always the case. So um, maybe, and now granted, uh, the profit margin on something more affordable is lower, but if you're selling millions of them, you make a lot of money. Um, this brings up another thing, uh, GM and Honda, and you know we, we see these uh, partnerships, I'm not gonna say mergers, right. uh, in the industry. Um, about 30 years ago, a friend of mine was uh, talking about the airline industry, and he said, you know, eventually, all of these airlines are going to merge with each other. And we're only going to have three or four major airlines uh, doing all the flying. Well, guess what? He was right. He was right. He was right. And, and it continues and, on today, mergers. And, and I see no reason why that won't eventually happen with the auto industry. Yeah. What's I, to keep it from happening? Well, the other thing, too, I think people always look for the area that they can play in that no one else is filling. I think you will right. see my view, who will become the leader in electric car production, Kia and Hyundai. That's what I think. Yeah. I also yeah. think you'll see manufacturers like VinFast from Vietnam build small, affordable EVs because mm -hmm. they can really, really, really lower the cost of manufacturing. Um, it's interesting, like this announcement we just talked about, that Toyota and uh, GM want to build efficient cars. And uh, who knows? Maybe they'll buy a VIN fast or something and do it that way. But it's, you know, I, I, I worry about that, that people are going to say, oh, wow, I want the, you know, the, the Hummer EV or, or whatever. I mean, I don't mean to pick on that, but that just happens to be one that's selling for hun over hundreds of thousands when you take the markup. Yeah. And yeah. I think people would really put, they'll, you know, it's like what I used to see. I remember uh, driving across Canada and people would have a house that was sway back, but they had that brand new Trans Am in the uh, front yard uh, with the screaming chicken on the hood. That's, that's right. Uh, that's very true. Uh, you know, it's a matter of personal priorities and other things, but uh there's one thing for sure, and that's the entire industry is changing right in front of our eyes. Yeah, it is. Um, it really is. And it's not just going to electric cars. It's changing no. the philosophy, moving car manufacturers from manufacturers to tech companies or, or you know, what you and I have talked about where they're actually doing uh, – they'll be subscription-based. You want a certain feature – like Mercedes talks about doing uh, the steering, the uh, four wheel steering. Um, you know, it's it's just it's just a change in how they're doing business. And this VW story, I think, is one of the biggest ones uh, about how they'll be changing, especially with that brand, because uh, that brand, of course, was the brand of the people, right? Exactly, and they sold what twenty one million Beatles the first time. Right. And I don't know how many million the second time, but right. a lot. But now they're the brand of uh, some more 
fancier brands, uh, Porsche. Well, and yeah. I mean, if you look at what's popular with uh, with Volkswagen, it's the SUVs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, moving on here, um, let's talk about uh, Ford, the Ford Lightning, pacing a NASCAR race this weekend at uh, Martinsville. I think that's uh, that's an interesting uh, task for it. Of course, it's got plenty of horsepower to do it, 563 horsepower. Of course, pickup trucks and NASCAR go together very well. Sure do. And they have up to 200,000 reservations for the uh, Lightning, uh, which is amazing. And I think a lot of them will be uh, converted into sales. But just look at the numbers for the Lightning again. It bears repeating 563 horsepower, 775 pound-feet of torque, and a 0 to 60 time in the mid-four-second range. They can certainly... Yes. certainly pace and, a race can't they and this is a pickup truck this is a big pickup truck yeah so uh, uh yeah i think it's i think it's pretty cool i think it's uh, a great thing to see and uh, who knows we might see this happen again but uh it's a good way to get the technology out there and uh kind of you know kind of show it off but Hey, when we come back, we're going to tell you about Kia pricing out its 40-mile-per-gallon Sportage Hybrid. We are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. Welcome back to Cruise Control. It's your on-air automotive magazine. We've been talking about electrics and, and costs and mileage. And speaking of great mileage kia uh, has just announced uh, the 2023 sportage hybrid pricing if you've ever driven a sportage you probably love it you probably never refuse to sell it <laughs> uh, unless the wheels fall off i've never met anybody that didn't love one yeah they, it's always been a sweet spot in the uh kia lineup it is yeah Really, just I, it's one of the first small CUVs I think that got very popular. But uh, that's right. The fact that you can get close to forty miles to the gallon with this vehicle because it's a plug-in hybrid. Uh, it's that's, a hybrid. That's right. So there's going to be a plug-in right. hybrid as well. But it's a hybrid. It's roomy. Remember what I said about Kia filling the void for you know vehicles yep. that are mass market. Uh, you look at this here. We've got some pricing on it now. It is the first electrified Sportage hybrid. It starts at twenty-seven thousand two ninety. It's got a two hundred and twenty-seven horsepower turbo hybrid powertrain with thirty-nine miles per the, per gallon, the targeted number. More than five hundred miles of driving range. And it's larger in every dimension with the best-in-class rear leg room and cargo room. Uh, this is a 2023 model. And uh, the front-wheel drive hybrid LX starts at 27290 Not a big kick-up for all-wheel drive. You would go for $29,090. Not bad. 
And then if you want to go up to the EX, 30990 and the top-the-line SX Prestige, still not bad these days, uh, at 36190 And I would expect the bulk of the buyers will go with the EX uh, because it's only 1000 more than the base. Yeah. Um, now, uh, <laughs> Can you buy one at that price? Maybe. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's but, hard to say. I don't. Yeah. It depends on the dealers for sure. And it is hard to say. Uh, it's a new vehicle. Gas prices are up. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I really don't know. It is. I, I can't wait to drive it, though, actually. And it really is a you, you look at some of the other things that this can that you can get in this, including a two, a 12.3 inch instrument panel display, a 12.3 inch infotainment touch screen. Um, you, this is like a luxury car for, for less than $40,000 with all wheel drive and 40 miles to the gallon. Face it. If you don't have a hybrid, um, and you're probably not going to have a diesel these days, uh, but if you don't have a hybrid or a very small co- uh, subcompact car, you're not going to get 40 miles to the gallon in most no, cases. So to get that mileage is outstanding in an all-wheel drive crossover, I would say. It is. And, uh, you know, whether whether we have high gas prices or not, it's it's just an intelligent thing to get. Don't you find when you drive a hybrid, you noticeably burn less gas? You noticeably yeah, see it's not it's not like oh well yeah that's nice I'm getting better mileage but um, you know it, it's noticeably less gas and it just happens and I think virtually every uh, internal combustion engine vehicle that continues on as we transition to electric will be hybrid or plug-in hybrid wouldn't you say i think you're right Uh, i i see no reason why that wouldn't uh, be the case because it just makes perfect sense you can the manufacturers can make a much smaller internal combustion engine a relatively small battery and of course the ridiculously reliable electric motor well, the other thing, though, too, is it will make things more expensive. So you, you will there will be a time probably sure. when internal combustion engine vehicles are more expensive than electric vehicles, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And, uh, you know, so but as a as a switchover, I mean, let's face it. We just did the story last week on cruise control about uh, the new federal numbers uh, for fuel economy which have to be hit very quickly within the next couple of years and what do they have on their table yes they're going to factor in a lot of electric vehicles but if you make every vehicle a plug-in hybrid and and manufacturers have already started to do that you know you and i later are going to talk review the jeep grand cherokee you can get a plug-in jeep grand cherokee full-size trail capable suv uh, with a plug-in hybrid drivetrain, so I I think it's going right. to be it's going to be everything will be available with that, and um, 
that will be the way they they hit that number moving moving electric vehicles in uh you know we talked about jeep talking about going to a straight six new a new internal combustion engines probably the final you know the final uh run for them will be even more efficient uh, i would imagine and um that's what we will see in the next five years or so i would imagine and it's not it's not yeah. unthinkable because we're already doing it with big vehicles. It's just so practical. And, uh, you know, people are, of course, Americans are in general driving larger uh, SUV type vehicles. And uh, everyone's complaining about gas prices. But gee whiz, um, you know, they're, gas is going to go up and down so yeah uh we got to look you know as a society we have to look a little further ahead yeah i see what you mean yeah absolutely yeah by the way you're listening yeah. to cruise control we are streaming this week and we are glad you're along with us we stream every week at this time 10 a.m as well as do our uh, nationally syndicated uh, radio show. And, of course, this content will be available later via podcast and also uh, on YouTube and uh, some of our other uh, social media out outlets. So one of the other things mm -hmm. we talk about a lot and we started the hour with, Les, was the idea that um, prices are just going way up on vehicles. Uh, the average course cost of a vehicle, of course, is... So what is it like forty five thousand dollars, something like that? Now, I, yeah, I, you know, I need to check because the last time I checked, which seems like a month ago, <laughs> probably longer, was thirty seven. I think that was the average transaction price, but I think we're into the forties now. We must be Low because mid. you know dealer markups and all that. Yeah. Well, here's a vehicle that maybe some wouldn't think of. Uh, but they should because it is a deal, and we like to bring that out to our audience. What's a good deal? And it is the Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross. For 2023, they're all going to come with super all-wheel drive, which is sort of what it got developed from um, the Evo super all-wheel drive. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I remember. Um, and it it starts at... Believe it or not, twenty five thousand seven ninety five for an all wheel drive vehicle. We'll tell you a little bit about what the equipment is in that. But uh, even if you check all the boxes uh, for the SEL with touring, you'd only be at thirty one thousand three ninety five. So, like a lot of people may not think about a Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross. But it, it drives well. I have to say, I drove one, um, I believe it was last summer. And I was pretty impressed with it. For the price, I, I thought, wow, this is a pretty good vehicle. Now, with standard all-wheel drive means you're getting probably a $2,000 to $2,500 former option of all-wheel drive right in the price. And the price isn't bad by today's in today's world, is it? Uh, you're right. Um I think now you're the you you drove a, an Eclipse Cross uh, within the last year. Uh, the only issue that I've heard about Mitsubishi, they're great cars, they're very reliable, is that the interiors don't seem to be quite uh, as as um, 
luxurious or all right well uh, high level this is a 2023 model i have not driven this one i haven't either they all are uh, fitted with a 1.5 liter direct injection turbo engine 152 horsepower which is adequate and a continuously variable cvt um they have advanced safety features across the lineup and uh you you look at the pricing once again the eclipse cross es is the 25795 model that comes with forward collision mitigation uh hill start assist active stability control it has a 7-inch display audio with HD radio and wireless connectivity, steering wheel controls, heated side mirrors. You step up to the LE, which is probably a model a lot of people would buy, 8-inch smartphone link audio uh, with Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. That always seems to be the middle model where you, ste you step up to Android Auto and uh, Apple CarPlay. It seems like that that's like the, the mid mid model. Uh, mm -hmm. That will probably be the volume model. Uh, would you get a sunglass holder too, Les Jackson? Yeah, good. <laughs> People you use know, those. <laughs> they, they do. Unfortunately, I never remember to use them. Yeah. Um, uh, that's 27,045. Then the Eclipse Cross SE uh, brings in... Uh, artificial suede seats and uh, navigation, electronic parking brake, few more things, 28,045. Eclipse Cross SE get, brings the panoramic sunroof. SEL brings in paddle shifters and a black headliner, eight-way power passenger seat, heated steering wheel for $29,000. You're really pretty well-equipped hmm. vehicle. And then, of course, the $31,000 one has uh, things like uh, heated rear seats, head-up display, forward collision mitigation with high-speed braking, adaptive cruise control, all that and more, as they say. So not uh, not a bad price for the Eclipse Cross. And that's not at all. Just something to check out if you're looking for uh, a crossover and trying to stay around that uh, twenty-eight to thirty-one thousand dollar range, uh, it is still possible to do. We got plenty more coming up on cruise control. When we come back, we're going to talk about um, well, uh, the credit card companies changing gas pumps. <laughs> Les Jackson, that is that is a pretty interesting thing. They've had to change them because of. High gas prices. So we'll, we'll talk about that and more when we come back on Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. The other guy you're about to see is none other than Les Jackson. We're glad you're here along for the ride mm -hmm. at Cruise Control. And uh, we're glad to always uh, talk to our streaming audience. And, um, of course, we are streaming this week as we normally do. Normally, we also do the radio show at the same time while Les juggles. Uh, actually, you have those plates on the sticks, right? 
Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> but many of them have fallen off and broken. Yeah, that was something that was big on the Ed Sullivan show, I believe. <laughs> that was, you know, you used to see it about every week. If it wasn't that, it was the trained dogs. <laughs> exactly. Jump through hoops. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Well, many of us have been jumping through hoops to pay the, for the gas bill. And it's interesting here, sign of the times, Visa has changed the rules for gas pumps. They used to have a $125 limit that most of us never hit. Now, this is just never for, knew it. This is for, you know, passenger vehicles. Obviously, if you're driving a tractor trailer, you probably hit that a lot. But um, this is uh, this is for passenger cars. They had to eliminate that because pumps were shutting off and card ho while card holders were refueling because they reached one. 125 and so they had to you know start it all again and they're like why did it shut off and and so for visa transactions they have lifted the 125 dollar limit uh and i believe they raised it up to 175 and who knows they might have to raise that again huh Les jackson i don't think so i think uh, the prices are going to be coming down uh, slowly but in the next couple months yeah well, average price for fuel this week, according to the American Automobile Association, was $4.21. I have not filled up this week, so I don't know. Last time I filled up, it was $4.49. Um, so I don't know if that has actually come down. I'll have to look at gasbuddy.com or one of those to see. But um, just an interesting little tidbit to uh, to find uh that they had to do that, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Um, honestly, I never knew that there was a limit uh, on the cards. Um, I, I am, the, the few times I've filled up recently, I, I'm hearing people standing there at the pump complaining Standing next to big SUVs, just one guy, <laughs> one guy complaining about the price of gas, and he was and he was next to an Escalade. It's sort of like um, dropping a shot put on your foot and then complaining that my foot hurts. Yeah, for some um, reason, I've got a lot of pain in my foot. <laughs> that's right, and I I didn't say anything because you know what I would say. And it would turn ugly. It would turn ugly. It would turn ugly, and he's irritated enough. But I thought, well, <laughs> why are you complaining? Right, right. Uh, but but the fact is, people are uh, people. We we forget that most people are very uh, very tight budgeted, and uh, you know, a few extra dollars for gas means a lot. Yeah, it absolutely does. So uh, especially if you have to use it to go to work or, uh, you know, transport a, a, a sick person around or whatever, it's it's a lot. Hey, let's yeah. ju jump back into this. Uh, Lexus is going to reveal its uh, battery-powered EV soon, the RZ. <laughs> and you're not going to believe what it has, Les. I'm just going to show you it. I'm not going to say what it is. This is a shot of the potential interior for the Lexus RZ EV. Okay. There you go. 
Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Shades of Elon Musk. It is a yoke. Yep. It's a yoke. Um, the top of the steering wheel is gone. Yep. Straight out of a uh, DC-3. <laughs> yeah, right. You just need that little clip on the airbag so you can yeah. clip your little pad on there with information. Um, I would definitely get, like, like uh, go, you can buy the things in the uh, from the uh, people that scrap aircraft that will say Boeing 707 or something. You know, they yeah. were from the middle of the, I put one of them on the airbag. What do you think? <laughs> you have to. Um, I mean, the silly, the silly thing is, you know, I understand you want to look super modern and all that, but you still have to turn. You still have to use it. It's uh, a usable thing. It's not an or yeah. ornamental steering wheel type of thing. Uh, why, why are they doing this? Is it to see the instruments better, which is good. You do. But I think, I think they, uh, I don't. I don't think people are going to do well with these things. I like. I personally well, don't want one of these things. No, I don't either. Because, uh, granted, regular driving down the street, no big deal. But when you're pulling into your driveway and you're turning a couple turns, you know, toward lock to lock, or you're uh, parallel parking, or anything where you're having to turn the wheel 360 degrees, you're. It's going to drive you crazy. Yeah. I mean, this is just like this is just like somebody saying, "Well, I wanted the vehicle to look cool in the back, so yeah. I made the rear window really small and then you can't see out of it when you back up or you can't you just can't see out of it when you're driving along, but it looks cool. It's a price of style, but it's like or like the Lamborghini uh doors. Yeah. Where if you're backing up that you have to open the door and lean out uh with one foot out. Now, I don't think this was too well received by Tesla. Why would Lexus why would Lexus do this and is this just a trend stylists are pushing on us in your opinion or will we see think, more of these or or is this just going to I think it's the look of advanced technology. It's the look of taking uh, a hacksaw to your steering wheel and cutting the top off of it. Yeah, I mean it it, it it gives the impression that you're uh, ahead ahead of the curve, but I don't think it's going to do well. Yeah. Well, here's what my my thought is on it. They will supply vehicles with that standard, and yep. then they'll say, oh, but for $2,500 more, you can get the full traditional steering wheel. <laughs> And yeah, everyone will can... go for that, so <laughs> that's just another way to, to you know, maybe the steering wheel costs $500 more to put in. I doubt it, but, uh, you know, they'll just – somebody – there. there's already an aftermarket company that will – you send them your steering wheel from your Model S, and they convert and it into a regular steering wheel with nice yeah. leather cover. They do it, – it's a beautiful job. And what's interesting, by the way, uh, when the Model S Plaid was driving around the Nürburgring, they took pictures, and it didn't have the yoke steering wheel. It had a regular steering wheel with the mark for yep. center in, in it, place. It would have to. Yeah. So I just find that annoying and stupid. That's well, it is annoying, and it's, it's one of these things where just because you can do something, 
Doesn't mean you should. You know what annoyed me? When they downsized cars and they made the rear glass straight up and down in yeah. sedans. That really annoyed me. I thought, that looks terrible. That There's no lines to that whatsoever. The design comes right to an end. And I don't know. Maybe I was the only one. Although they don't do no. it anymore, maybe I wasn't the only one. <laughs> so, I, you know, people so, didn't like it. They didn't buy them. Hey, here's uh, talking about buying things. If you're thinking about buying a Toyota or Nissan EV and you're like, well, I'll factor in that I'm going to get a $7,500 federal tax EV credit, watch out because they are very close to have both of them selling the 200,000 qualifying EVs or hybrids. And they will very soon, uh, one is at 190,000 which Close. I believe is Toyota, and the other one is 170000 which is Nissan. So sometime this year, they are basically going to run out of these uh, tax credits. Of course, <laughs> of course, that they say the, the records for that have been <laughs> terrible, and there's probably, <laughs> they're probably giving away more money, uh, more of these tax credits than they really intended to. But... Uh, that will be phasing out soon for these. Uh, let me ask you this. Should we just phase out electric tax credits completely? Well, the, the idea is to phase them out um, as the public embraces electric vehicles, which is really kind of beginning to happen now. Yeah. I mean, you see many, many more electric vehicles. I mean, I see e-trons. I see I, i3s there's not a lot of them around but because they're just a strange car the bmw i3 but uh a ton of, of bolts uh, a ton of teslas uh maybe maybe the time has come to think about uh sunsetting that in the next year or so what do you think yeah i mean there's a bill in the in the uh, congress to even increase the tax credit um to just push clean energy, but I don't think it's going to be approved. I think that was the one uh, that it was twelve thousand five hundred per car. There's twelve five. I just don't see the the Congress and the Senate agreeing on that. So um, I just I think there are too many other things they need to spend money on. And, uh, and, and you're going to give a break to a guy buying a GMC Hummer EV that's spending two hundred twenty five thousand dollars. You're going to say, yeah, hey, I've here's always felt that it should be needs based, that if you're uh, if you make greater than a certain percentage over the average household income, well, I'm sorry, you don't qualify. Yeah. 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 It's. um it certainly is a strange, strange thing. I think the time has come to basically wrap it up, um, you know, because it's sort of like uh, they're still giving to people that buy hybrids. There's a small tax rebate. Yeah. I think it's $2,500. Now, I'll tell you what, if I was to buy one and I would want want it if it is <laughs> if it's, it's the law, but uh, I tell you, I, uh, I don't see how they could ever do the $2,500 uh, credit because you know a lot of people will buy these vehicles. Of course, mm -hmm. that twelve thousand five hundred will probably go right to the dealer. The dealer will say, "Oh, it's the law. I get, I get the." Uh, That's right. <laughs> Here, sign this paper. Yeah, sign over all of your yep. uh, rights to this. Yeah, I, I could see that happening, but who knows? We'd like to hear what you think. <laughs> Is it time to drop the federal tax? 
credit for uh, electric vehicles, for hybrids, maybe for all hybrids and electric vehicles. Who knows? Of course, some states, I believe California still gives you a, uh, a state rebate as well. Some right? states, yeah. Yeah. So, well, there you have it. We'll have to see, and we want to... We want to hear from you what you think. Just uh, drop us a note on either our Facebook page or our um, YouTube page. So, hey, let's talk about something Mini has coming up. And, uh, you know, this I think should have the, um, in front of its name, it should have the HMS Resolute. <laughs> the Edition. Resolute. Yeah. It doesn't that sound like a, a, a Navy ship from the uh, British Navy? It, well, there, it Navy. was. It was a. Well, that, didn't it do an Arctic expedition? Isn't that what it did? I believe the uh, Resolute. Well, I'm not sure where it went, but the of course the wood from the ship ended up in two identical desks. One is the one in the Oval Office. The other is the one the uh, in Windsor Castle. Well, there you go. Famous Resolute desk. Well, there's no, not that much wood in this. <laughs> in this, I don't in, think there's any wood in no, it. No, but this is a new Mini Cooper S convertible. They call it the Resolute Edition. Of course, Mini loves those special editions, and uh, we love talking about them too. It, it's, uh, it always keeps it interesting. Uh, it has. Uh, Includes a unique side scuttles, headlight surrounds, some unique wheels, a very interesting wheel design. Uh, it has door sill finishers that have the inscription Resolute. And I would say it's sort of a yellow houndstooth type interior cloth. Yeah. Um, cool version. Um, I often wondered on some of these unique versions if you had to replace a wheel. If you got wheel damage or whatever, how available are the model-specific parts? Well, uh, they would be available for a certain period of years. Mm -hmm. um, you have to. Yeah. Uh, I think for seven years um, it, from when you made the model. But after that, I doubt you'll find them. Yeah. Well, uh, current pricing on this, the Cooper S Convertible Resolute Edition in the uh, iconic trim is 39,400 the resolute edition price adds $1000 and okay. uh, that brings it to $40,400 for the mini cooper s convertible resolute edition now for $1000 well, more it might be cool to have something unique what do you think might be uh Plus a, a modest price increase. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, that's a, that's a lot of chips for a Mini, isn't it? It is. Uh, minis are not really inexpensive cars. Remember, they are a BMW underneath, aren't they? That's right. Yeah. So uh, what is a value on the Mini uh, is the $850 destination and handling charge. That's slow by today's standards. By today's standards, that is that is a true bargain. So, uh, uh, you know, interesting that that is is that number. But 
Hey, let me tell you about what's coming up uh, in a little bit here as we move into the second hour. We're going to go on safari, Les. I hope you have your uh, your adventurer's vest at the I ready. I have my pith helmet. Good, good. That's going to be perfect because we're going to Moab, Utah, and uh, we're going to look at some of the concepts from Jeep. You know, they always have that Easter rally, and they take the concepts out and put them to work. So we're going to kind of run them all down if I can keep them straight. Uh, in my head. Then we're going to talk about the New York Auto Show. That will show you what, what <laughs> they're revealing. Uh, <laughs> that is Kia. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, uh, they had this interior rendering of the new. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> Apparently, there's no steering wheel whatsoever in the next uh, Kia Telluride. But uh, that's one of the vehicles that is going to be revealed. Uh, and then uh, I know you're excited about this, but we're going to have, uh, as the Tesla turns, including a cyber rodeo. Cyber rodeo. Yep. Across yep. the board, Model 3 price increase. And somebody is buying Twitter. And mm -hmm. That could be Elon Musk. So we're going to talk could about be. that. And then we, we're going to do the rare review of the same vehicle. We ha happen to have the same one. Grand Cherokee L. That is the three-row edition of the Grand Cherokee. It's about 11.4 inches longer than the standard two-row. Um, and I am excited. I found that to be one of the best interiors of any vehicle I've ever seen. I just love this interior. It's And mine is a beautiful saddle brown. Oh, wow. Mine was, uh, mine was black with this great uh, wood and the contrasting stitching. And, yep. I, you know, I won't tell you the price yet, but for in today's world, it wasn't terrible for a lot of I people. Yeah, I was surprised it was as reasonable as it is. At least the sticker, at least the, we got the sticker right here, but. Um, Same here. It, uh, here, I won't show you the price. <laughs> but uh, as far as, I mean, I don't know what you could get it for, but um, <laughs> that's another story. Well, uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll give you a hint. I had to pay 25 bucks for the sticker. <laughs> yeah, it's that bad. It's like, oh, you want to look at the vehicle in the parking lot? <laughs> it's going to cost you money. <laughs> that's that's 50 no, bucks that, right there. I'm just, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> so, hey, uh, we're going to have that coming up. And uh, we've got a bunch of other stories, too. Um, synthetic fuel. Two manufacturers are really getting behind it. Uh, yep. I think that's an interesting thing if we could make it from uh you know waste or somehow uh you know make it from something that people are just used to throwing away um will it save the internal combustion engine i don't know we'll 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 kick it around so plenty more stories to go um we're also going to talk about uh i'll ask you this question here we'll do this story before we uh, wrap up the first hour of cruise control uh, Ford's Illuminator crate motor, and this one we can actually call a crate motor because it is an electric motor. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, it's from the Maki. It packs 281 horsepower, 317 pound-feet of torque. Um, it weighs just 205 pounds and uh, measures about 22.5 inches wide. Of course, at SEMA, they dropped it into an F100 truck. They dropped two in, uh, which gave it 480 horsepower. Uh, it is back and available. It costs $200 more. What would you put this in, Les Jackson? What if if you had a project vehicle? What would you put this in? After you know an XKE. Oh, that's interesting. Would you put two um, in, two in, or one? No, just one. Uh huh. Um. How about your Ford maybe, Falcon? Falcon. Falcon would be a great or your uh, Thunderbird. Great candidate, or actually a, a fifty-five T Bird. Yeah. Now, it's not yep. – that price is really good because you couldn't really buy – an you certainly couldn't buy an engine and a transmission for that price. But you still have to buy a traction inverter, a battery pack, and a control system. But all those things are available. So you probably uh, could do quite well with this. Me, I'd like to go with something really light. I still talk about that Factory 5 Roadster. I put one in the front and one in the back yep. for all-wheel drive. <laughs> well, I don't know about yeah. <laughs> you got to get the you got to get the direction of the motor though going right because uh, otherwise. Uh, well, you just change the polarity. You just change the polarity. So, uh, yeah. hey, we appreciate you all listening to Cruise Control Radio. I'm Fred Stop. I'm Les Jackson. We are going to see you down the road. So take care. We'll be right back with hour two. Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.